0: Welcome to the Phantom Zone. Hello, and welcome to And Now Comics. I am Gonzalez. Joining me this week, we have John Siler.
1: Man, I don't know if this podcast should be moved to After Dark, because the X-Men this week be
0: fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Ryan Fritz. I'm dead inside. <laughs> uh, soon to be joining us at some point will be Connor Irving so let's get started with the news before we dive deep into our final issue of house of x uh
1: yeah uh i think like one of the more uplifting news of like the last week was uh it was revealed that the new york times will be reinstating its best graphic or the graphic novel's bestseller list uh going forward which i think is like really important um about four or five years ago New York Times decided to just like discontinue it for completely like unknown reasons. Like it, it even sounds like people within the New York Times like did not want it to taken away. And I feel like the New York Times uh, graphics bestseller list is like a really important gauge of um you know like what books are like really big outside of just uh, Diamond because also uh it was revealed that the overall or the uh, the overall best selling book of uh, Of September was Guts by Raina uh, Telgemeier, which uh, man she's like it's it's like really funny because we always like talk about like who are the biggest like comic creators are in comics and you know sometimes you know we'll say like Jason Aaron or Hickman or Donny Cates or Jeff Johns but it's like Raina is like the biggest it's like by like leaps and bounds like every book that she sells is like a bestseller. Um, Always does, like, a ton of, uh, like, a ton of sales. Um, it's always, like, really big. And for Guts to be, like, the number one book of last month, I, you know, I think is uh, really big for the comics industry.
0: Yeah, that is, like, like it's huge. It's, I think it's showing, like, how, like, the kind of crossoverness of comics at this point in time. That they've uh, kind of, like, you know, crossed the line.
1: Yeah, I also, like, didn't realize how big Dogman was, was a bo- as a book. Uh, by dave Pocky. uh like I see like dogman books like all the time at like stores um but i guess it's like the a, a new book from the creator of captain underpants so like all the people who are like big captain Underpants fans have like moved on to dogman or you know dogman has like found like a new audience outside of captain underpants so yeah like kids kids books are like selling like super great uh and it's just how it's like it, it's just like kind of like how does the comics industry, like, not capitalize on, like, these new readers?
0: Yeah, I I kind of don't, I don't, I guess it's, like, one of those things that's, like, hard to see, because it's, like, those books are different from, like, the superhero books, which most people think of when they think of comic books, but I think it's also a lot of this growing is because people are able to look online and kids are so much online. So, like, I wonder, do they count, like, digital sales for New York Times best selling list
1: uh, I could not tell you
0: yeah I don't know
1: I, I assume these are all from like booksellers
0: which is basically Barnes and Noble and like Amazon
1: uh Barnes noble Amazon uh, I assume like Ingram numbers are also like brought up um I know um, Baker and Taylor oh, yeah. used to do comics until up until just recently so maybe Baker and Taylor also like Ingram and Baker and Taylor are also like wholesalers to uh comic shops because like you know when when I worked at a shop uh there'll be like a really hot book that maybe was in diamond and you would try ordering it and then diamond's like yeah it's out of stock and they would never restock it. Uh so there were like a lot of non big four books that we had to like order through Baker and Taylor because like otherwise we would just never be able to get them. Hmm.
2: That makes oh, sense. Right. Sorry. Uh sorry for the late introduction, but I did Google that because I it was interesting. Uh they do count digital sales into New York best time sellers, but they count their sales as less.
0: That's good and dumb.
2: Yeah, I know. Bad. I'm I don't know why they do that, but that's that's it's, uh, old well, media for you. Um
1: so to take this outside of comics, uh there was like a big kind of like quote unquote, we don't do that here. Uh, controversy surrounding uh the DJ Khalid uh, album that came out earlier this year, because um, like the 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 DJ Khaled album like did not get number one on the bestseller. I, I think it lost to um, like the Billie Eilish album or the Lil Nas X album. I forgot like what it was. Or actually, it could have also just been he uh, he sold less than uh, Tyler Creator. I think that's what it was. But it was one of those three. But basically, um, it was Tyler. He like raised up this big like to do. Um because um Billboard counted like less of the digital sales of the DJ Khaled album because he was selling it along with um some kind of like energy drink. So if you
2: bought yeah, yeah, it was an energy drink. So if you bought like I remember this.
1: So if you bought X amount of this energy drink, like you got a DJ Khaled album. Which just seems like I hate
2: that deal. Like I would pay more to not get that.
1: So, like he was like, like "What? What the hell?" Like, and it's like he played the game and lost, and, and it was like very satisfying. Uh, well, but it, it like, kind of. But I, it's like if someone were to count like less of a digital sale, like I feel like that's the reason why.
0: Yeah, because it actually reminded me, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> would they count that for all those YouTube albums that got forcibly downloaded on everyone's iPhone a couple years yeah. ago?
1: Uh, was, yeah, like I, I did, did a little YouTube
0: bono. Yeah, yeah like
1: I, yeah, the YouTube album I did. <laughs> yeah. No
0: one wanted know, it. So that kind of makes. It. It, but I guess I guess it's different in books though. It's not like you're not getting a free book. I I do think it's kind of like at least they count them, and I'm guessing that is why like comics is probably way bigger digitally than like some other like books. At least the well, audience is way more online, so like I'm sure that helps.
1: I mean, also Scholastic is like the the biggest. It's like, you know, it's like I. We talk about like Image being the number three comics retailer in, in the United States. Like, Scholastic has got to be the number three. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm
0: not sure that, like, uh, schools just started. So I wonder if that's a book that schools would be buying a ton of. Uh,
1: probably.
0: So I'm sure that probably helped a lot.
2: Yeah. I remember seeing books like this all the time when I was uh, a kid. Yeah.
1: There was like a writer, an artist I really loved. She. Um, she did a book called Hench, Hench Girl, and then she did, like, a book for, uh, a Dark Horse, I completely, like, forget the name of, but she ended up doing a Scholastic book last year, and I was like, man, good for her, man, she, she got made now.
2: Yeah. She's got that Scholastic book fair money. I mean. That's good it, money, it, it, I'm not mocking anybody, that's, like, great yeah. money.
0: I feel like, yeah. like, I, I want to say, like, cause Gaiman's done some, like, weird stuff like that, has he done anything with Scholastic? Cause, you know, we- I, I I think he it. usually goes through like
2: traditional publisher routes, like uh, along the lines of of his label,
0: because I, I think he has his own publisher. Although this just works, inspi- like one of those old it's English it's ones inspired me for like a like a question, like for like sell me a book. <laughs> it's like an artist that would never write a children's book that you would love to read their children's book.
2: Oh, that's a really good one too. Uh,
1: well, okay, so like I was also going to bring up like you know. It's like you know, kids' books being big, and like D- you know, and DC's doing like their Zoom and Ink line, and I feel like that's like them trying to tap into the like the young adult line, which is like really good. Uh, but you know, it's like manga's getting like really big, and I'm kind of surprised like no one's like trying to capitalize on that. Uh, I totally forgot like to bring up this story. Also, is that Marvel Comics and Shonen Jump announced a collaboration, uh, for this month of like the Shonen Jump app, where Uh, they're going to have Marvel hero stories written and drawn from Japanese creators. And some of them that they've announced is... um, uh, The first chapter is going to be written and drawn by Yu-Gi-Oh! creator uh, Kazuki Takahashi, which uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! creator... uh, Yeah, I saw the Spider-Man...
2: I saw Spider-Man go viral, like, a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was just, like, one of those one-off things, and now I am so excited.
1: Uh, so yeah, the book will be, or, like, the story will be called Secret Reverse Part 1, uh, by Kazuki Takahashi, uh, out September 4th. Uh, the next one is called Gag Reel by, uh, Hachi Mizuno from Octan Wars, uh, and that's coming out September 18th. Uh, interview with Heroes by uh Ken Onong uh of Lady Justice out on October 2nd. Uh Samurai by uh Shanishiro Kasama and Haru uh Usagi uh from a book called uh Tasuki Hagi Quest uh coming out October 16th. Uh the one I think is like gonna be really cool is Halloween Avengers by Mato of Darling in the Franks. Uh and the and the image has like a a Spider-Man, so it's, like, Spider-Man with eight eight arms, and eight eyes, and, like, a mummy Captain America, and an Iron Man in the shadows behind him. Hmm. Uh, and then the last book is called Ant-Man Plus, by uh, uh, Toyotaka uh, Hanada, from uh, Luchiman. Man. Uh, so, it's, like, you know like the darling of the franks create uh, 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 artist is like pretty big um the other ones i'm not like super familiar war- with um other than the 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 oh creator but it's like we're like one step away from like the my hero academia uh, artist doing his own marvel story or the one uh, or one doing a uh, uh one the uh, the creator one punch man or and uh mob psycho 100 doing his own marvel story and it's like i'm like i feel like that's like the biggest way you get like people like manga fans into your marvel stuff
0: which yeah like you were saying like somehow manga and anime is way bigger for younger kids than like comics or anything like that now yeah i got into
2: anime like or uh, manga like before i got into comics it yeah, was I was even gonna, more yeah.
0: accessible, oddly enough. So, yeah, I was I in school, like, like, like you know, I was teaching the last couple of days, and like kids asked me, like, "Oh, do you watch Naruto?" I'm like, "I've watched Naruto." They're like, "Have you watched JoJo?" And I was like, "Actually, I <laughs> no. have JoJo."
2: Those and kids I'm, are like, rad.
0: Yeah, and so like one of them, like literally, like they were like, you know, talking, and then it's like, "Yo, you're not JoJo, you're goddamn Dio," and I was like, "Dio Brando," and I just started laughing, and uh, yeah, so like they like, uh like,
1: because way I- more into that. I mean, it's, you know, it's like Crunchyroll. It's like a really cheap way to, like, watch anime now. Um, Libraries carry manga super heavily, like, Mm -hmm. a lot more. Because, I mean, like, also the manga is, like, like, super cheap. Uh, It's easy to stock. Um, It's also, if you're
0: getting into something that's been around for a while, there's
1: hundreds.
0: Like, Naruto is gigantic, and that's not even, like, a big, big one. It's not like one piece. When I stopped reading
2: Naruto in middle school... This is like maybe f- six years ago. No, no, no. Like ten years ago, uh, they were at like chapter four hundred.
0: Yeah, and only and it only ended quote unquote like two years ago. Yeah, that's insane. then it's continued insane. with his, It continued with his son now, so it's really not ended.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, One Piece is still gone, and that's like almost One like piece isn't it? Like ha- is it's at the like halfway
2: a- point. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh,
1: I so I don't know if we want to save this for. Um, uh what we've been reading this week, but I I kind of just like decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get caught up on, on One Piece. And oh, no. uh, and that's what I've been doing. Because um I don't know. Do we want to save this for later?
0: Um no you can say it real quick.
1: So oh. uh I was reading like One Piece like as it was coming out in the United States initially. Um because I got like super bored of Bleach. Um and I was, like, really loving it, and One Piece, like, super blew up, and um, Viz was, like, trying to get caught up with, like, the, the Japanese releases, so they weren't, like, super far behind, because, like, at that point, uh, the One Piece English releases were about two years behind, so um, right I was getting into Skypiea, they just started releasing, like, three a month to just, like, get caught up. And I, like, fell super behind, because it was just, like, very overwhelming. And then, like, Skypea also wasn't, like, a very good arc. So I was just like, uh, like, and I, you know, it was, like, one of those things where you, you fall super behind, and then, and I've been, like, tendentially like, kind of, like, looking at One Piece as, like, as it goes on, there's stuff I've liked, and, like, and I was just like, you know what, I have Funimation account, let's watch this, so... I started basically at the point where I left off, which was, like, the very beginning of Skypea. And uh, I have, like, a little cheat sheet that also, like, tells me, like, what are the canon episodes and what are the filler episodes. So I'm I just, like, kind of just, like, watching the canon stuff. And uh, I was also, like, right to give up on Skypea because Skypea like, is really bad. Like, I don't like it at all. Um, I don't know, it, like, does anyone else here read One Piece? No. Not in a long time. Not in a
2: long time, dude. So, like,
1: so like One Piece is, like, super strong. Uh, like, the opening is, like, really good opening. And then you have, like, a, a couple different arcs, like, after that that, like, start introducing, like, you know, characters to the crew or, like, concepts of the world or, like, these other things. Like, there's, like a, like, one of my favorite early on One Piece arcs Is they like try to find a cook for the boat for the ship and they end up uh, like basically at this like uh, gas station hub of ships and in the middle is this really famous um, uh, restaurant and and the cook who ends up becoming a member of of the crew is like a chef there in training and this guy like this villain shows up named Don Krieg and he basically just kind of, like, ruins our heroes. Like, and our heroes, like, put up, like, a pretty good fight and, like, um, and like almost beat him. But, like, or, like you know, just barely beat him. But he's, like, he, he gets up and he does his, like, you know, his final, like, you know, like, oh, like, you guys are nothing. And then all of a sudden, out in the distance, this swordsman shows up. Oh, Hawkeye. And, it, yeah, Mihawk. Mihawk shows up and, like... Destroys Don Creek like he was nothing. And it's like this first, it's like the idea that's like you thought, it's like you guys are part of like this, like this part of the sea. And this is like where you guys are at. This guy that you just met is on a whole different level. And there are like a lot of people who are as strong as him. And it's like the idea just like kind of blows your mind. You're like, of like how big this world really is. And it's like, um, the creator of One Piece does, like, a really good job of just crafting, like, how expansive and great this world is. So, getting to Skypea, it's just, like, the villains are kind of boring. The world's kind of... the island's kind of boring. The The main villain, like, sucks. Like, he's not good. And I'm just, like, uh... And I'm just, like, working my way through because I know there's, like, stuff that's, like, pretty good after it. And then, like, I get to the following arc with, like... The Foxy Pirates, and it's just like this really fun, a uh, madcap like group of episodes that have like no stakes whatsoever. It's just like having a lot of fun after a big arc like Skypea, and then you get to Water Seven, and it's so good. And now I'm at like Enny's Lobby, which is like a like a like when you like ask people where are the best arcs of One Piece, a lot of people in their top five will have Enny's Lobby within it, and. Eddie's Lobby is basically, like, the gateway to a giant prison. Like, you don't see the giant prison in this arc. Like, that comes, like, two arcs later. um, With Impel Down. Uh, But it's, like, the idea that it's, like, you're at the gateway of this giant prison that's ran by the world government who are total dicks. um, And... It's just, like, you're just, like... It's, like, he's really good at creating, like, super hateable villains you want to see get destroyed. Like, really great, like, heroic characters who are, like, a little goofy. And maybe, like, don't take certain things like, as seriously as you kind of want them to sometimes. That's kind of the charm of it. Um And it's just, like, a really kind of fun, like... um it's like I I feel glad that like I I I'm deciding like get caught up on it because like I kind of miss like having like One Piece in my life and I remember like everything that I loved about it. Uh, scene.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like mm-hmm. that. That's that was very nice and very well thought on anime.
0: Yep. Um. Do we want to go to the next couple of stories?
1: Yeah. do Uh. Yeah. Uh. Valiant Comics announced that they're bringing back Quam and Woody. Uh, in uh, 2020, which, uh, with by Christopher Hastings, Ryan Brownie. Uh, Christopher Hastings is the writer for the un- Unbelievable Gwenpool, so it's, like, really great comedy writer. Um, Quam and Woody is, like, the valiant... Uh, how do I... I guess they're, like, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. It's not, like, the same kind of dynamic, but it has, like, the same kind of you know, comedy to it that you kind of expect from that team. Um, and there, and there have been like several different Kwame and Woody comics within the new, uh, Valiant brand. Uh, and like I tried like most of them, and I think like most of them are like pretty fun, but you know, it's just, like one of those things where like I don't read a whole lot of Valiant, so I just like fall behind. And I really should check out Valiant. Um, they have like a lot of really cool stuff, like Faith, um, and a bunch of, like, odds and ends series I, th- I thought were, like, kind of cool. But, um, but yeah, New Qualm and Woody in 2020.
2: Um, I'm always down Archie. for a new comedy book, so that looks exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, Archie Comics announced that they're going to have a new creative team for Archie going forward by Mariko Tamaki. Uh, who's, like, really good. Um, a lot of people probably know Mariko Tamaki from her Marvel work with uh, She-Hulk in Next 23. Uh, she wrote a really good uh, Supergirl series a couple of years ago called Being Super, um, but she has like a really big book that kind of came out this year. Like I'm halfway through right now called uh, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Uh, I
2: love that title so much.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really good. Like I'm I'm kind of just like slow burning it right now, but it's a lot of fun. But yeah, so she's going to be taking over with Archie, which will be a new number one, but it'll keep the legacy number. So it's technically so in the top corner it says Archie Comics seven ten, but number one of five. Uh and this new uh team will basically be writing a Archie and Katie Keene story. Um Katie Keen's like an old archie character. A lot of people will recognize her because she has her own show now on CW.
0: Yeah, she's part of the uh Jesse from the Pussycats like spinoff show, I believe.
1: Uh, there's a Jesse in the Pussycat show?
0: I think they, or they're doing it. I think she's part of it. But, like, she's not part of the Pussycats anymore. It's, like, that character. Right.
1: Um, yeah, and, like, I don't know. Uh, I So the last creative team that we had on was Nick Spencer, and it was announced that he was going to do 700 going forward. And the big hook of that issue, or, like, that story was that Archie and Sabrina were going to be dating. And so the book was basically Archie and Sabrina um, and now the book is Archie and Katie Keen, so like Archie and Katie Keen are now dating, and it's like I don't know if I want to read like an Archie book that's based on like whoever he's dating at the time. Uh, but there's like a lot of upsell with Mariko Tamaki as the writer. Um, I don't know if I'll check it out, but um, I'm glad that she's getting work. Uh, okay, yeah. Was-
0: so it is the show is called Katie Keen, and it is a musical dramedy.
1: Uh, you said musical, and I'm, like, way more interested in this show, because I thought basically, like, all those Archie shows, uh, on CW were just, like, a bummer fest.
0: No, oh. there's a lot of music in it. It's, she's being played by Lucy Hale, who was the star of Pretty Little Liars.
1: Yeah, okay. Like, that was and a long-running yet, CW show.
0: Uh, that wasn't on CW. Uh, was it? No, that was on whatever ABC Family is, or was, uh.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I get those uh, two mixed up.
0: Yeah, they're the kind of similar. The ABC Family, what I can't remember what it's called now, is like several years kind of younger pointed at, and also Disney. So it's, and I just derailed us. So.
1: <laughs> oh no, but, it's fine. Um, I guess there's new Warhammer comics coming from Marvel Comics.
2: I'm so excited about this.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have a i i i have an old two old roommates who were like really into tabletop gaming. Um and they were both into Warhammer, and I know Warhammer has, like, a ton of just novels, and back matter, and, and lore. It's intense. Um, yeah, uh, so, like, I don't know, like, there's no creative team, there's no, like, like, what these books are gonna like do, or, like, what they're gonna tell, but basically it's like, you know, we got the license, we're gonna do something with it.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's in the Warhammer universe, which is their fantasy side. Um... I, I was hoping a little bit more 40k because I'm I'm a power armor nerd. But other than that, this is very exciting. I'm excited to see what they do with this. I hope like throughout uh, Comic Con uh, this weekend we maybe see something or hear something more.
1: Yeah, uh, that was like the other thing. It was like New York Comic Cons this weekend, and there's going to be like a, a lot cool. of stuff announced.
2: Next week is going to be mostly news. Yeah, uh, and power of uh, and powers. Yeah, or house
0: powers.
3: Yeah, it's powers, the final yeah. one isn't it yeah. yeah it's the
0: final one yep
3: i can't wait for like a hardback like a nice hardback to come out of that <laughs> yeah it's 60 dollars. Oof, hard- that's not that bad if it's a hardback
0: i yeah. think there's still pre-orders on amazon for it.
3: it especially since the book was like so well done
0: that's true that is very true uh
3: so the next story is
1: that um so like there was a Announcement like early on this year that Marvel announced a partnership with Serial Box. Um, they're like they make like prose fiction, uh, and that they were going to be doing like a lot of Marvel uh, stories with like classic characters. Um, and this week they announced uh, one of those first series is going to be called Thor Metal Gods, um, which is obviously about Thor and Loki, uh, and it'll be like coming out in December. Um, the big thing about it that I'm, like, really excited about is that the writing staff is uh, Aaron Stewart-Arhin, Brian Knee, uh, Yun-Ha Lee, and Jay Edidin. Uh, Jay Edidin is the co-creator uh, and host of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, which is, like, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Uh, basically, they explain uh, the history of X-Men through weekly podcasts uh if you go to like their first episode that it's basically the first four issues of X-Men and the newest episode this week was uh, X-Factor whatever number in 1994 or 1993 like they're just like right around the corner uh, to the Phalanx Covenant
2: oh. um so like um, so it's, like if you
1: so if, if you want like a really good crash course in in X-Men history it's jm Miles explain the X-Men
2: Cool, I'm going to go download the first episode right now. Uh,
1: But, so... uh, These writers are going to be writing uh, this uh, prose fiction series about Thor. Uh, And so, the synopsis is... uh, Thor and Loki embark on a cosmic odyssey to stop the return of an ancient evil. A space adventure of epic scale metal gods propels Thor and Loki on a quest to recover a dangerous alien artifact together with the (coughs) Korian tiger goddess... A charismatic gender-fluid space pirate and a frost giant merchant. Uh, The sons of Odin must each confront their past and face truth behind the destruction of a planet that Thor once tried to help. Uh, Tinged with humor, celestial horror, complex relationships, space battles, barroom brawls, and blasts of sheer fun. So, uh, I'm probably gonna check this out.
0: Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And I'm trying to think. Uh So. Is there any other stories besides the Excalibur one?
1: Uh not that I know
0: of. Alright. So let's hit that and then that'll kind of tie into House of X.
1: Uh yeah, so th- so because House and Power about the end, you're starting to see like a lot of promo images for like a lot of these different series. And one of them uh was for Excalibur, uh, which is the team of uh Rogue and Psylocke, and Gambit, and Apocalypse, um, I forgot like the other, was um, it, isn't but,
0: that one of the ones with, like, um, Nate Gray? Uh,
1: possibly. Uh, but basically, this teaser image is Apocalypse looking upon the new nation of Krakoa with the tagline, some Munes are never satisfied, dot dot dot. Yeah. And it's like, man, that En Sabah can't be happier.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and based on what some of the things we see in this one, so the story I had is another one of those images that ties, I think, directly into this. Ooh, for martyrs or marauders. Mara- I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Which is an offer you can't refuse, and it's Emma talking with Shadowcat Kitty Pryde.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, the Marauders book is probably the book I'm looking for. <laughs>
2: I'm yeah, looking but, forward to young young X-Men or New X-Men, whatever it is, the kids new one. Mutants.
0: New mutants, yeah, that one looks yeah. awesome. This is one of the other images I guess they like tweeted out.
1: Uh that's the cover for issue two. And it's yeah. like it's the one with Sebastian Shaw and Emma Frost uh moving the ships like on the map, and the red ship is uh is Kitty Pride with on on like their new ship being moved towards a bomb.
0: Yeah. So, which I think is a good way to get us into, because when when we're like going through House of X and we kind of go through the different aspects of it, we will uh, get to the parts of the different uh, houses. Is that what they're called?
3: Uh, I think there were there were the seasons like fall, spring. Yeah. Except one there one except one was substituted for like Krakoa.
0: Yeah. Oh, the council, the Quiet Council. Yeah, they're all the groups. So, but they don't name them. But yeah, they're the season. So, in this issue, so this is the final issue of House, issue six. So, this issue takes place one month before all of the stuff that we've been doing in all the other House issues. And it starts that way. Yes. Um. I know. I think that's the entire the entirety mm. of the issue.
2: It actually, I'm looking at it right now. It says KOa now at the halfway point. Okay. Right after, right after the uh, Quiet Council
0: bit. Okay. So we start off by seeing a character we haven't seen for a while, which is Moira in the secret cradle of Krakoa. And basically it's her Xavier Magneto um, kind of standing around, although we still do not see Xavier's face. We get kind of like a a chin and that's it of the Cerebro helmet. And basically Xavier is like, this is like a blind step. Like there's no going back. Um, this basically means total commitment and everyone, they're Moira and Magneto are both like yep and before Xavier puts it on uh, Magneto basically is like all the shit between us that's ever happened it's done period and then we get the smirk from Xavier with the hand and then he pops on the helmet and basically calls all of Earth to tell them <laughs> basically we have these cures we have all the drugs that we've talked about and in the past I would have given them to you Because, uh, I want to find his, um, so in the past they would have been a gift, something freely given by me to you. Because I believed in harmony, it would create harmony between our two peoples. That was my dream, harmony, but you have taught me a harsh lesson. Uh, that dream was a lie. You see, all I ever wanted was peace between humans and mutants. All I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. We wanted to save you, and we did, many times. But in return, all you did was stand by while evil men killed our children which, uh, over 16 million of them, that is on the panel with Cap, Iron Man, and Black Panther.
1: Which they totally did.
0: Yep. And then it cuts to the Fantastic Four, so there will be no gift, for you have not earned it. And you got know, Xavier with his pimp-ass beard. We will, however, let you pay for it, and then we get Doctor Strange looking up at some doves. And basically says, like, you're going to recognize Krakoa, just like the UN thing. <laughs> And then also, all mutants by birth are Krakoan citizens, and they will not be punished by human laws. They will be, um, because you guys are biased. And then we see, uh, Omega Sentinel, and then the characters that were on, um, Motherworld. And then another character who we have not seen, that's in this orange panel. And I was wondering if any of you knew who this was.
3: I'm actually pulling that up so I can see who that was. It was yeah, wasn't the page like right after that.
2: No, it's like right after the first two images,
0: the third. Yeah, image. so the first one is um, Omega Sentinel. Then it's the the husband and wife from uh, Mother Mold, and then there's like a guy with like a helmet on. And Are, you like... sh- uh, Are
3: you sure? sure that's it? not like Xavier with like a prototype helmet, or is it like?
1: What if it's one of the the one the one or two clones of Xavier?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It looks like. Because he definitely has like a helmet on, and you can't see his eyes.
1: Because, because we know at this point, there's there's been uh, he he moved his body into uh, two, uh, three different bodies.
0: Mm-hmm. He's gotta have fallbacks, contingency plans. So, but it has like so to describe it, it's like he has like this helmet, some wires coming off, and then kind of like a metal shoulder band.
1: Yeah, uh, I will say I will say the helmet is very Weapon X looking.
0: Yes, that's what I was thinking, and I was wondering. And the face kind of looks like an older man. It doesn't necessarily look... It's hard to tell, obviously, because it's a mask. Um, But it's also like... It's not like a full helmet. It looks like a visor that goes to like something to the back of the head. Because it looks like that's his forehead.
2: I I agree with you. That does look like his forehead.
0: So I have no idea who this character could be. And knowing Hickman, this could be anybody. Mm -hmm. So then we go down and we see him talking. We are the future. We're inevitable. We are Earth's true inheritors. It's been Magneto. And then Moira. So you closed your eyes last night, believing this world was yours forever. That was your dream, and like mine, it was a lie. Here's a new truth: while you sleep, while you slept, the world changed.
2: I love that
1: line.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah,
1: man. I love this. <laughs> I love that.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I just it's, love it's, it's, how he just
3: calls out the whole planet, like.
0: Yeah, he's just it, like. It's happening. You know, There's nothing you can, can do. Here's our giant dick. We're the mutants. Fuck off. We tried to play nice. I was the nice guy. And now I'm done playing
1: that. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of Arya from, like, the Nuclear Instinct game. Because, like, her whole thing... So, like, Arya was, like, the leader of Ultratech, which are, like, the big evil organization within, like, that universe. And it's, like, they see, like, all this shit that's about to go down. Like, all this primordial evil that's about to show up on Earth. And it's, like, they care so much about humanity that it's, like this shit's about to happen. And a lot of people are going to die. So unless like, I like, it's like I physically like have to pull you kicking and screaming to like, get better. Because if you're not, you're not going to survive this. And I (laughs) love like, and I love this idea that like Xavier is like, I'm done. This is how it is. I'm tired of being stepped on. I'm tired of our people being stepped on. Like, this is our nation. Like, we destabilized destabilized your like your your drugs, like your the, the pharmaceutical industry. Like, if you want some, you're more than welcome to have some, but you're gonna have to pay for it. And it's like now we have power, and it's like it's time for you to like look at us seriously and not as victims. And I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that we finally get a glimpse at like the other Marvel characters, like outside of like the mutants. Yeah, cause and I mean, they like, like, because we don't. We're really, the only person, the only people whose faces we really get a good glimpse at is the Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like, okay, so like, I, I feel like I'm probably like the longest reading X Men fan here, and um, I got into X Men around the time of like New X Men, where like the X books were like a Harry Potter kind of book, where like you had all the young X Men being in different factions at the school, um, and then. M Day happened and the majority of the students all lost their powers and um they got sent on to the bus to kind of go head back home because like at that point, like oh my like the parents were like, Oh, my kid doesn't have mutant abilities anymore. Oh, of course they can come home. So they put the kids on the buses to head back to the their the families who actually want them now. And the purifiers showed up and blew up the buses, killing like hundreds of students. And uh this big attack happens. Um, the X-Men, like, who are, like, you know, who are still there, who still have their powers, fight off the purifiers, try to help whatever students are there. Like, a bunch of them, like, lose their lives. And there's, like, this really great issue that happens later, and I forget, like, what the event was. I think it was Civil War, actually, where, um... Well,
0: yeah, in Civil War, the mutants are basically under house arrest at the X-Men.
1: Yeah, and, um, Miss Marvel, um, Carol Danvers, shows up to the X-Mansion and, like, asks Emma Frost for them to register. And Emma's, like, basically, like, excuse me? (laughs) It's like, and she's like, well, you guys are dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's probably best if you guys were to register for your safety. And, like, Emma, like, psychonically puts the image... Into her head of of Emma like trying to save these students who are bleeding out in her, in her arms It's like where was the Avengers when this was happening? Where were the Avengers when when uh, Genosha was happening? And so like that was like always like a like a thing that always stuck out with me was it's like all these atrocities are happening to the X Men, but like the Avengers, you know whoever like never show up to try and help and like for like this book to happen where they finally stand up for themselves and then you hear like the people uh like there's like a certain amount of people who are just like well they just sound like bad guys i'm like why because they're standing up for themselves because they're trying to take legit like i i i I feel like this is valid
0: yeah because it's the whole thing of moira's thing it's like oh like, like basically showed Xavier, your way will never work. It just yeah, it yeah. just can't work.
3: That was and, also a uh a tidbit on uh when like A V X happened and like the Avengers all swarmed that island to get to get to hope. There was like a brief like three page panel of Cyclops talking to Captain America and Cap's like, We need to take her into custody and Cap's just like, You're you say you're not like racist or like bigoted or whatever, but like you never helped a single mutant like ever. And Cap's just like that, that. That's not the time for this. And he's these like, Cyclops is just like, well, now's the time. He just like sh- shoots off a giant optic blast at him, and that's how like that, that whole battle starts, which was very satisfying.
1: And I mean, and to be honest, it's like these characters exist because of like the writers who write them within their story. But it's like you know, it's like Captain America is a guy who fights for the American people, and that's like his entire story. That's his character. But it's like and it's like he defends like and 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 to be fair it's like in the past is he's defended um you know people of color people of different backgrounds and all this other stuff but i feel like and you know it's like any time like it becomes like a point where where he like has to try and defend like the mutant metaphor like they never really like pull the trigger for him to be able to like defend it the
0: and i don't most, know if it, the most i can remember is when cable did his mutant island and Cap went there undercover.
1: Nation X, or is that what it was called? Well, uh, there was like a time where Karen Gillen was writing the X Men books, and their home base was in San Francisco, and they had Nation X.
0: No, this was not. Then Cable okay. like had a satellite that crashed, and he turned it into like an island nation. And I think, and like, um, I can't remember who else was on the team, but yeah, like Cap showed up like undercover to investigate it because they're like. Yeah, you're, like, a super-powered mutant with future tech. The entire world is shitting their pants about, like, you having an island. And he's like, yeah, are we doing anything? And he's like, no. He's like, yeah, well, guess what? In my timeline, you didn't do shit either. And, like, was basically, like, you could stay if you want. Like, I'm not gonna bust your balls, but, like, you yeah. have never done anything.
1: Yeah, well, in, in Magneto, if, if anyone is, it has a bone to pick with Captain America, it's, it's, it's Magneto, a, a man who... Was a victim to the the Nazi uh, genocide and Captain America. Like, I mean, you know, it's not his fault he he fell into an iceberg, but Captain America wasn't there at the end of World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so side tangent. Uh, we basically get basic uh what the Council of Koa is now. Uh, yes,
0: and so Which we we guessed almost all of the names right. So. Yeah. We, the yeah, one the summer group we did not guess because we were like, but you know, apocalypse. Well, Gene Gray
3: was on there, and so was Storm, but not Nightcrawler. That was a that that
0: kind of threw me through yeah, the loop. I think he's like... def- Nightcrawler is the one that like, why Nightcrawler?
2: So I, I think I, I, if I, anything. No, he like, he's he's the more like you. Whether you believe in faith or not, I think it's good to have somebody of of all sorts of ideologies and outlooks on life to have on something like this, and he. He's the, bigg-
1: it. He's the biggest moral barometer on the team.
2: Yeah. That's and a much more like, eloquent way of what it, yeah.
1: And I think like it also makes sense when you kind of see how this team is like broken up, where you have uh, the House of Autumn, which is uh, Xavier, Basically Magneto, and Apocalypse.
0: Of, yeah, the three biggest names of mutantom.
1: And then you have the House of Winter, and I, and I say house, like, I mean...
0: Yes. It's, it's, it's it it's makes the to, most sense to call it, it houses. the houses.
1: Uh, the House of Winter, which is uh Sinister, Exodus, and Mystique, who kind of like represent like, you know, the Marauders, yeah. the Brotherhood, like y- the outsiders. Um you have yeah, the House really of gray. Yeah, you have the House of Spring, which is Sebastian Shaw, Emma Frost, and a still unnamed person who I think is Is credited
0: um, as the Red King, but as we said before, everyone basically thinks is
1: Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Uh, And that basically represents the Hellfire Club. Um,
0: Which is basically going to be, we'll get into it more, but, like, they're kind of the economic branch of this council.
1: Yeah, they're the launderers. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: And then you have the House of Summer, uh, which is Storm, Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler. And they kind of represent not only, like, the the, the X-Men, but also, like, I feel like the... The main protectors of Krakoa. Speaking
3: yeah. of Jean Grey, I love that they gave her her like her Miss Marvel like original costume with the big eye visor, with, yeah, like the, was... the, the the monarch
0: yeah, gloves she's and just like, out, like That seventies look. Yeah, yeah, it's still
1: it's still kind of like not brought up like why like that's her look because like her X Men Red costume is really good, but I, I I still kind of feel like that's like a a little bit of like. Question, but i think it's they're...
0: because we're supposed to this is supposed to be pre-phoenix gene i feel like that's what they're going for this is gene sans phoenix
1: but okay i i i think it's like her like trying to like go back to like before she was phoenix but i think depending on you know based off of like what we saw later with her and emma um uh that that is a older uh, wiser uh, Jean Grey.
0: <laughs> yes. Which is weird cuz she still is super young. but I guess that's the whole cloning thing that they kind of are all in their 20s. But Emma I mean, That's looks, what I was
3: asking about cuz like did you did they age Wolverine back to like 200 or they make him like 40 when he's still I, like a menace?
0: I think he's in I think they're physically in their prime.
3: Okay. That makes more, more sense.
1: Uh and then we have the House of Krakoa, which is Cypher and Krakoa and Cypher is basically like hanging out in the back, which I, I kind of yeah. like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's just chilling on Krakow. Like he's like Kiko's- the regular dude inside of the like the powerhouse that is uh, yeah, the castle.
1: I, I actually had a conversation with a coworker today, like trying to explain Cypher, um, and it's like it's like really funny because like Cypher kind of used to be like a, the butt of jokes where you know, it's like, oh, like, he just understands languages? Like, what a weird, lame mutant power. Like, he... It's like, if you look at, like, worst X-Men power sets lists in, like, the early 2000s, like, Cypher would always be on there.
0: Which is funny, because his power, basically, because of our, like, real-life technology, is now one of the best powers.
1: Yeah, and so Uh, it's, like, really interesting to just see, like, the evolution of of, of Cypher, Doug Ramsey as a character as time has gone on.
3: Well, Cypher, uh, uh, besides technology aspect, like, if he decided to study magic, it would be, like, pretty simple since he would know all dead languages as well as, like, magic circles and whatnot. Uh,
1: and yeah. then we have the Greek Captains, and it, it's explained while the Quiet Council is the recognized ruling authority on Krakoa, where there is a state-related excursion Or in times of conflict of war, the great captains of Krakoa assume the responsibilities of the defending state. In the field, a captain has total control. Among the captains, the captain-commander is considered the first. Among the equals, Uh, the captain-commander currently is Cyclops, and underneath is Gorgon, then Bishop, and then Magic. Uh, uh, Gorgon is a, like, big red flag, but... Everyone's we we saw
0: him in the last issue. He, so he's the giant samurai-looking dude.
1: With, yeah. like, his eyes covered. with the Okay,
0: sword. yeah. Yeah, so- and he's worked with Hydra in the hand. We were talking about oh, this before we started. Um, so he has magic stuff, but his mutant ability is if he looks... If you make eye contact, you turn to stone. Oh,
2: great.
1: Uh, but I think, like, it also kind of, like, makes sense. Because it's, like, if you want... If you're Xavier and Magneto, and you invite, like, your biggest enemies... To basically have immunity On like this mutant nation It's like you want to Try at least like like We're bringing you in and we also want to treat you As equal to know yeah. that like and So like having the Gorgon As being one of these captains Is like the olive branch To show it's like we believe in this mission And like these are the Rules and we want you to be a part Of it.
0: And again I have to say It makes sense because you got Cyclops has always been around Gorgon, who has like all these abilities, Bishop, who has like a crazy power set plus like future tech and Magic, who's like a goddamn powerhouse as well.
3: Yeah, yeah like she's the... a sorcerer
1: supreme, which she... is also yeah. very helpful. She's debatably the second most powerful magician
3: in the Marvel universe.
0: Mm-hmm. So, then I we get...
3: oh sorry, I was oh, no, go ahead. No, because because Cyclops would have been one of the ones I I would have thought would have been on the council. Besides, like, Nightcrawler and, like, what a swap, like, for Wolverine. But, like, he's kinda, not even...
0: I kind of get why they're not there, though. That's, like, not who they are, really. Like, Cyclops is not a philosopher. Wolverine's not a philosopher or, like, a politician. So, like, why would they be under? His two lady people are, which is interesting. Which we'll get into that when we get to that panel. But uh, we... there's
1: also There's also, like, so, like, the next page is also, like, an infographic on, like, where the seats are and the numbers for where people are at. And then we have like where everyone's seated uh and I think it's like a very interesting that uh number fourteen seat, which is Krakoa, has like the same like hashtag um like infographic as uh number nine, the
3: unnamed red king.
0: I think it that's could be like, like, a
3: permanent like, spot or like someone like too important
2: i my theory is that. They are both there, but they are not participating in the meeting actively.
0: Yes, so... that, I'm with Connor because since Kakoa has to speak through Cipher, they like he's almost not, or it, I guess, is a better thing. Like, it, no. it can't really participate, but it is also, but it's uh, observing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get to their meeting, and I think it's like really fun that Emma. And Mystique are sitting in the chair the, in the exact same way.
0: And I think uh, Jean and Emma are across from each other.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Yes, they are.
0: <laughs> Less catty. Oh no, wait, no, they're not. Because uh, Emma, they're at the they're across from Magneto, and I think Mystique. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Mystique, I, I
0: think, I, Mystique okay. and Nightcrawler are across from each other.
1: Okay, but I th- I, th- I think it's like funnier. I think funny that it's like underneath each other,
3: where it's like. Well, you you see them uh, like they're not sitting straight, so they're turning, and they are like at that angle.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody's cool. specifically looking at Xavier Magneto and Apocalypse, except for Mystique. Mystique's and purposely looking away. No, Sebastian's on. they're across from them, so Sebastian will be looking directly. Yeah. Yeah, the only person uh, who's not facing them is Mr. Mis-
3: I love how you just see like Apocalypse just sitting there just menacingly with his like dead eyes just staring straight ahead.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh so yeah, basically like they're meeting to basically
1: have like the trial of Sabretooth, which was like the biggest hang up that people had with and I mean like they should have, uh within the first issue of this book where Sabretooth kills a guy, like in trying to do this mission. And then, like, gets back to Krakoa, and they and and Cyclops does like the big, uh, was it Cyclops or was it Xavier? Yeah,
0: it was you know, it was Cyclops that went to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, like...
1: yeah, and and yeah, he's telling the Fantastic Four he has to step up that community, and we'll and we'll like deal with him in our own way. Like, don't worry about it. And hey, <laughs> I'll see your son later if he wants.
0: Yeah, to. tell me, tell me he always has family at yeah, Krakoa, and they're just like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah. Uh. So basically. Uh, This leads to all of the members of this council uh, kind of just, like, figuring out the laws of this new island nation.
0: Yeah, I really thought this was a really interesting scene, too.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, like, you also have just, like, very differing, like, people, uh, backgrounds of, like, what they want, what they, like, what they want to succeed, different goals, and so it's, like, trying to figure out the rules that, like, basically have everyone work together mm-hmm. like Seb- sebastian shaw is like feels like a guy who just as long as he makes money as long as he control, he's fine like mr sinister is a shit starter he doesn't really care he just well, his, lines are,
0: his lines are hilarious when they get to it when he's just uh, like oh is he talking about me if he is i don't care like i wouldn't be ignored i have no like i have ideas nobody puts sinister in the corner nobody
2: nobody
0: and then, yeah. uh, what's his name? Who's next to him? Like, I always forget his name. Is it Exodus? hmm Or Acolyte? What?
1: It's Exodus.
0: Yeah, and Exodus is like, talk to me again. Do so at your own peril. It's like, oh, that should be against the law of killing me. So Let's this guy in jail. Like, Sinister is just roasting, but yeah, no he, one is paying attention to him.
2: Yeah, this is a lot of fun for him. He's probably doing some weird machination shit back on his...
0: Yeah, and Apocalypse brings up, like, a great point, which, like, Storm and, like, gene are like well there's like which is like well you can't really you know charge someone with murder if like the person they kill comes back to life <laughs> and storm's like what the fuck are you talking about and gene's uh-huh. like well that kind of puts in the thing like what our greatest purpose is of it's like well should we not killing those who can't come back to life so that means we shouldn't kill people uh-huh. yeah mystique's just like wait so we're not going to defend ourselves making it's like whoa, whoa whoa chill if like that's a completely different topic of like going to war with people. Like that's a whole different thing. But yeah, we should not like just go around popping people. And then he's everyone's like uh, apocalypse, and he's just like, yeah, I don't really care about them. Like this doesn't matter to me because they don't matter to me. Uh-huh. And then we get the awesome shots of like Saber just like, I see what this is about. Blah 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 blah. And then Emma goes quiet, and he's like, uh, uh. Uh. and then it's yeah. like he's still fighting. And then Jean's like quiet. And, he's just and,
1: like, I, <laughs> and I wish there was a panel of like Emma and Gene doing like a mental high five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I, maybe it's maybe it's me, but I read it as different. Cause I think because Emma kind of is like lean back and she says quite softly, and Gene says it like yelling almost. Yeah. I think it's Gene big dogging Emma. <laughs> Being yeah. like, oh yes, you're a psychic, but that's like one of your powers. Like she's like, I'm a psychic. And, like, turns his brain into mush.
3: Yeah, because you see, like, Sabertooth still, like, kind of talking when Emma does it. And then when Gene does it, he just drools all over the place.
0: Yeah, so I and kind of of course, read Sinister in. has something to say about that. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, it's funny. And then, yeah, and, I like, Shaw's the one that brings up, well, we gotta talk about all these things. He's like, property rights. And then that's when Cipher speaks up with his robot arms, like, eh, well... probably don't do that. Yeah, is like, kind of a living thing with a mind, so you can't really own it. And Storm's like, well like things we could own out there in the world and stuff you're free to come and
2: go as you please
0: yeah but I do like that Exodus is like seems to be like all in on this shit like he's like this is Eden like I'm all about this which we'll see even more (laughs) when we get to it
1: uh yeah so then like Xavier's talking and then Mystique's like hold (laughs) on (laughs) yeah excuse me and she says but before we are done we have yet to hear from the righteous among us. Surely, the mutant who has faith in one greater than you, Charles, has some something uh, has something foundational to share. Tell us, Kurt. Where is your foolish providence in all this? Where is your God's wisdom? And it's like a course. Like Kurt's. She's got daughter. a challenge. Like it's like he's like the moral compass of this team. Like he's. It's like look, this team of X Men went to like actual heaven and 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 found Kurt Wagner as a pirate <laughs> while they were fighting as. A, like sh- like like if there's like anyone who's like totally like kind of like the moral compass, it's 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 Kurt. And Kurt yes. responds. Uh, well, the first thing seat. to
0: say is also, this is her talking to her son who she abandoned as well.
1: yeah. <laughs> and and so this is what Kurt says. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it, Raven? We need to make more mutants
0: with a gigantic smile.
1: Which by which by the way, like okay, we've already set up that like okay, low level. We've set up already at this point that the X Men want to like try and like bring back all the mutants who have ever died, and they put them in eggs because Gold Ball shoots them out, and they put the DNA in. The- uh, Nightcrawler is talking about fucking.
2: Yeah, man,
0: he's so dirty <laughs> with it.
3: Yeah. The next the panel, like, Magneto's yeah, like, like, holy crap, what is he saying?
0: Yeah, man, you're just like, oh, <laughs> shit. I have a daughter I, here.
1: <laughs> I, I, and Cyclops Psycho- like, I cannot agree more! Now that it's like, two ex-wives are like, sitting there with him. or like, <laughs> not, 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 not ex-wives, but you know, former lovers slash ex-wives.
2: Ex-wives,
0: like actual ex. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Xavier's like, yeah, that's, that's good. So, is what we have perfect? No. What it is... Um, but it's a start. What is, but it's a start. A good one. So, as of today, these are the first laws of our nation. And then we get the page of make more mutants is the number one law. <laughs> number yeah. two law. Wait, number
2: wait, no which law. number one law? Number one law. We fuck fucking. It. We fucking. Yeah. We fucking.
0: <laughs> number two. Don't murder. <laughs> don't murder humans. Number three. The land is sacred.
2: Also, number four. M- more fucking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And which
1: then. I, which I, uh, okay. So, like, obviously, like, you know, mur- murder no man. I-, I think it's like you know, it's like whatever. It's like of course. It's like they, yeah, they want to. I-, I I like that. Like their number three law is basically like respect Krakoa. Um, yeah. It's like everything
0: that's happening is Krakoa.
1: Yeah. So like don't don't dog on the shit. Like don't treat Krakoa with disrespect. Like we're a guest within Krakoa.
3: Like treat it that way. Yeah. Like no littering. Like that's super frowned upon.
2: But you can, uh, you can freely ejaculate all over uh, Krakoa.
1: Uh, without so, worry. so after this, we basically get the judgment of Xavier. Uh, you know, Xavier or not Xavier, Magneto yeah. gave him a job, told him go find this thing, come back, don't hurt anyone. You did, you fucked up. Uh, like, you broken one of our rules, you're guilty. Like, Apocalypse, you're guilty. Uh, Like, Sinister is like, you know what? I don't care. He's gone.
0: He's, yeah, he says, so long, to pack light, save travels to far
1: lands. Yeah. <laughs> he's Exodus. <such> a prick. <laughs> Exodus, guilty. Like, everyone, like, I want everyone. Just
0: get it over with. Yeah, they're all just like, yes. Storm's like, this is long overdue. <laughs> even uh, Nightcrawler is like, it seems me, but I agree. I looks like Sebastian.
2: So, he's like, I don't care. Fine. Just do it.
0: I mean,
1: (laughs) which totally fits with Sebastian Shaw. But, you know, being the island nature of Kakoa, they don't believe in prisons. They don't want to put people in prisons. So basically... uh, Well, yes
0: and no. They're basically like, we can't kill you because if we kill you, you'll pop up. And then if we let you go, you're just going to, like, fucking do dumb shit out there because he says, it's like, I'll find you, I'll kill you, I'll kill your children, the whole thing will be extinct. So they're like, so this leaves us with our one thing banishment and he just goes douglas
1: uh yeah uh also not banishment uh dot 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 exile stasis
0: exile yes I, I, that was specifically the exile term
1: so uh yeah so saber has been exiled into stasis to basically be in the matrix <laughs> it's yeah. like he's in a pod
3: he exists without existing.
0: Well, they have um, They don't say if he's conscious. Interesting.
3: No, yeah. it says it. Yeah, it says it. A, alive oh. but immobile, aware but able, unable to act on it.
0: Oh, so that's like horrible. That's like yeah, pur- that's totally yeah That's
3: demolition yeah. man, where you're just frozen in ice, being awake the entire time.
0: Exactly. S- so you know,
3: it how like much of an ending ruiner would it be if, like, Sabretooth escapes and kills and, like, ruins the whole X-Men future. I think that's why the future's all messed up.
1: So, I think that there's gonna be a mini-series. Because I don't envision this to be, like, a ongoing. But, you know, uh, you don't drop a word like exiled within an X-Men book without it kind of meaning something.
0: Yeah, well, isn't exiles one of the books that they're doing?
1: They haven't announced it, uh, Exiles is like for the most part has been kind of like situationed as like a out of bot like out of time stream team book. Um but the way that Jonathan Hickman like kinda like takes like concepts and ideas and words and then reperf them into kind of like making more sense like oh, like the Marauder's book is like a book of pirates because they maraud. Like, well, what the I exiles, wonder is... If... The Exile's book, instead of them being exiled into different time streams, is Exile's Mutants of Krakoa.
0: My thought is, what if the Exile's book, if they make one, is the Mutant's version of like a Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. I would read that. Hell yeah. It's like, oh, here's your... Like, you have to do so many missions and then you're, uh, you're, like, what do you call it, paroled? Mm-hmm. You're out. Yep.
3: Uh, but
1: then, uh, yeah. Ah. see is to the second away. Uh, the council breaks apart. And then we have a giant party.
0: We have um, Burning Man, except there are actual people that are burning. Actual Those Burning Man. Yes.
1: Uh, we have Banshee and Siren. And Siren, What's... like, is singing on stage with Dazzler. And then Dazzler shoots out, like, all these different lights and makes this great stage show.
0: Yeah, we well we have the five too are rocking out like by a fire. Yeah, that's like, like the first yeah, panel.
1: <laughs> yeah, With Prometheus
0: uh, yeah. and gold balls.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like a gold ball shaking his little gold.
2: Woo!
1: Yeah, there's like a panel of also like Exodus telling stories around a campfire to,
0: to like, little kids.
3: <laughs> to little kids, which I just think is just that's
1: adorable.
3: Awesome. The I panel I the combat. panel that I was liking was like Emma just like. Scoping out Cyclops when Gene's uh, like well, looking yeah. away, giving yeah. her a beer.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, we yeah, so there's one other panel that's funny, which is Iceman is playing a joke on uh Angel and Beast is laughing. And then we get to some of the weirder panels. So Wolverine walks up in between Cyclops and Jean with a six pack and it's like Sup, you ready for some swinging? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Like he, it's like he like he like shows up. He puts his arms around the two, but then he, like, pulls a beer, and he walks towards the Gorgon, who is, like, kind of not a long-time Wolverine villain. Like, he he first shows up in Mark Millar Wolverine, and then he's, like, a a villain within Secret Warriors, and then, you know, he shows up every once in a while as, as a Wolverine villain. And Wolverine, like, walks up, offers him a beer, and then, like, you know the gorgon like accepts it as they like look upon like this giant party
0: well they're and actually it, looking directly across back at cyclops and gene because if you look at the panel it's cyclops and gene on the one side and emma's on the other by the waterfall yeah so they're, not, they're checking out the situation i drinking so, the beer
1: and so like cyclops like grabs a beer he gives it to gene gene looks over like uh emma's just sitting by herself and then she offers, and Jean offers her a beer. She takes it. Emma looks over at Scott, and it's like, well, like, she looks over at he's,
0: Scott directly he's, behind Jean's back.
1: Yeah, but it's like the next- they're both, but they're both telepaths. You know that there's like a dialogue's worth of like. Of 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 conversation between them well, between And then that. the
0: next panel is havoc. It's just like, havoc,
1: just laughing the, at Cyclops. <laughs> it's like
0: dead staring straight ahead, which is basically probably towards him.
1: I yeah. legit, like was reading this book and I like my eyes were welling up. It's like so. It's like seeing the Summers brothers just hanging out, like having fun. It's just like you haven't seen that in a while. Like because Alex is just so miserable, like. So many times. It's just like, he's happy. He feel is like, I feel like he's like a guy who has found his place, because he's, that's kind of like, I feel like has been his problem. He's always been trying to find his place in the world. This giant party, like, continues to happen. Apocalypse comes out. They're standing on some Pride Rock looking fucking thing. Xavier shows up. Magneto shows up. And they're just like, look what we have made. And you turn the page, and it's Krakoa. Like,
0: it's, yeah, and it breaks down name. all the stuff.
2: That line gave me chills. That was, they did it, man. They actually fucking did it.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a big infographic basically based on uh, all the different areas of Krakoa. Um, there is uh, one blank area. Uh, I assume it's Moira's No Place, because that's like not brought up within any of the other areas within the map
0: it's either Um, that or it's forges
1: yeah Uh, but it's like everything from the House of X the House of M, the Arena Danger Island which is like a training area uh, Bar Sinister, the Hellfire Bay which I assume is the the home headquarters of the Hellfire (laughs) Club Uh, a lot of different places, all these places I assume will be explained uh, further as the books
3: go on.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, some of them are pretty obvious of what they are.
0: Yeah, well, I would see, like, Blackstone and the White Palace seem like, oh, Blackstone is probably Sebastian's place, and the White Palace is Emma's place.
1: And the Red Keep is the Red King's place.
0: Yep. So, yeah, I it's... love
3: how they have Danger Island now instead of a Danger Room. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole island. Got an upgrade. It's... Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Kokoa can make, like, anything.
2: And actually, speaking of that, I think I... Think I... I can justify my theory from last week a little bit more now. Uh, Last week, I I posited that there is, like, when we were looking at the year 1000, uh, humanity is about to be absorbed by this greater mind, right? Uh, And my theory was that that greater mind is actually mutant dumb. And I think I can justify it a little bit stronger, because in the last issue, they talk about what makes, or, like, what makes you worthy of, of, attaining that status, its knowledge, and humans at that point build a world engine. A machine as big as a world that that actually eats a world for power and processing power uh, to get the attention of these creatures. Now, what has has Charles Xavier been doing for the past god, ten years at this point, I think? He's been making a copy of every single mutant. That's every single thought and every single accumulated piece of knowledge. And now, there is a hidden part of Krakoa. That 18, if it's Forge's lab, I think they're building a world engine, or at least a prototype of it, getting the jump start. Uh, uh, that, over. That's very heavy.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. really into the heavier stuff. No, I think it's definitely, like, it's, I, I don't think that that's, like, I kind of live with you. Like, I like that idea a lot. Like, I think it's an interesting thing that they would be doing.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's all I could think about this last uh, book when I, I saw him. Like they made it a very important moment at the the start, where you don't even see Charles Xavier's face. You you well, don't need still, to see we him.
0: S- we still have not seen Ace.
2: We still have not seen his face, but we know that the two people closest to him trust the person that's putting that mask on. So I assume that it is either the prime or the like the most recent successor to to Charles Xavier, like whatever his third body double is.
3: Yeah, I was I was thinking like Charles was doing the whole uh cuckoo sisters things with having actual like duplicates just roaming around with him like a hive mind.
0: I that could be because that was one of the things that they talked about in one of the uh books was like in order to do like to bring back all those people, he would need like a psychic would have to be like they would need like an army of psychics to do it within any timeline.
2: And who's a better psychic than Charles Xavier?
0: No. Charlie think...
2: Charles Xavier's
0: yeah, and they know that they've been keeping a bunch of bodies around because they need them for Prometheus. The only people that I'm still like, "Where the fuck are they?" is like, is like, so K- is Cable still technically dead in this world?
3: Uh, it's Kid Cable.
0: Okay, so we know he's in some of the other books. I yeah, have been like
3: looking for Rogue in every book, and I cannot find her. Uh, Rogue is and in Gambit. Excalibur. They're both in Excalibur.
0: Yeah, so we just haven't seen them in this. And then, yes. Uh, uh, uh,
1: but yeah, Kid. Kid Cable's in uh, Fallen Angels in in the main. He's in X-Men two books, book. right? Yeah, because the main X Men book is like the Summers, uh, the yeah, Summers it's, family it's, it's... along along with Wolverine, and then uh, Fallen Angels is uh, the original Psylocke, uh, Laura Laura Kenny, and Kid Cable.
0: Yeah, well, it's no, it's the is it the Asian Psylocke, and then the other one is in the book with Magneto, I believe. People, uh,
1: yeah. Okay. So the English, the English Psylocke is in Excalibur, and the Asian Psylocke is in Fallen Angel. But the Asian Psylocke is not called Psylocke. I, I, I feel like she has another name.
0: So what's interesting to me though is so the last page, and we've gotten like images of stuff. Did you see what the images I- image is though? It's Moira with like all the mutants dead around her. Wait, what? Yeah, where it's like the, you know where it has like the X, and then it has like a whole bunch of Kakoan language. It's like the very last page. So after it says like reading order, it has like the other. Oh
1: image. yeah, I actually didn't even look at that page. Uh yeah. What what's what's the dialogue on that page?
0: Uh, it's all in the cocoon.
1: Oh, I.
0: So it's like you see for clearly see Apocalypse, Wolverine, Cyclops. Uh, I think that's magic.
3: And Jean Grey.
0: Is Jean. Yeah, that is magic.
3: Gene's uh, right next to Cyclops in the bottom right.
0: Yeah, somebody that might be Colossus.
2: That's what I was thinking. It looks like Colossus' armor.
0: And then like a couple other bodies, yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know if that was a panel shown in a previous book, but usually it's a preview of the next book.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: that's what last week's was the one with Storm. I think it was like Storm at the Table with Jean and such. Okay, I'd have to go check that out. So I'm guessing this is a flash to like one of the Moira timelines because again we still don't know what happened at Moira six.
2: I say I think that'll be six.
0: And uh, I, it
3: looks like it's the cover because I just pulled up the I just pulled up the uh, number fives of House of X's that last page, and it's the cover of uh, next week's.
0: Okay, so yeah, that will be interesting. It will so, be
3: Sabretooth just like ruins it for everyone.
0: <laughs> sounds uh, like Sabretooth. But um. i I would really
3: i would really like a uh like a like a side issue of it could be like of anything like avengers or anything like that of just them like dealing with the threat of kokoa like how they did in uh like avx they had like general ross like he he deemed that threat too necessary so he infiltrated uh that island and just like snooped around the entire time and it was just nothing but like lore and like story And it was just, it was just nice just to see, like, how other teams react to, like, threats that aren't really a threat of just, like, mutants.
0: Yeah, I think we will get something like that based on this book. Like, I think it seems like this is just, like, kind of retconning all of, like, mutant them and actually, like, moving everything forward, which is something retcons never do, really. So, um, I think we're going to get, like, major fallout across, like, the Marvel books, which makes me interested to buy and read them. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: I mean, next week is a uh, red issue.
0: Yep. And the final issue. Last issue,
3: too.
2: That's my theory. That's an important one, man. Yeah,
0: well, so Uh, far you've been right. Because, what, there's three red issues?
2: Yes, there are x
0: X2 was Moira X Reveal. Mm -hmm. X5, House 5. That
2: was when Apocalypse and everybody joined. Yes. Uh, When, like, they they set up camp, I guess. Um, Yeah. And then this next one will probably... I don't think they'll pull down everything that Krakoa has set up just yet. I feel like that'll be a future no,
0: series. I feel, yeah, I don't think, I think everything's going to stay with Krakoa. I think we're going to find out that year 1000 stuff, what the hell that is.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like that will finally come into play. And I'm interested to see what mine uh, has, theory, or like, yeah. my theory has to say about this.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think that is a good way to wrap us up. So we have one more issue left. Mm-hmm. We'll check out that next week, and hopefully there won't be too much near Comic Con news mm-hmm. um, to cover. And so uh, mm-hmm. we will catch you guys next week. Don't forget to check out all the other podcasts and everything else. If you're listening to this, you know what we're talking about. So um, <laughs> we, we will
2: find us the usual spots.
0: Yep. So we will talk to you guys next week.
2: I love Adios. you.
1: Uh, they fucking
2: <laughs> welcome to the Phantom Zone. And now, Tullocks.